the views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily <laughs> yeah. reflect the views and opinions. These of people this don't podcast. actually agree with each other. <laughs> Silence the phone did, for man. For goodness I sakes, man. I did. Be professional. This is a professional podcast. We do things professionally. But they put in somewhere on Maple Island, I believe. They got all the way down into the swamp flats in the middle of the night, lost. This is why America's going to collapse. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the river came back It has nothing to do with fascism. It has nothing to do with totalitarianism. We're done. It has nothing to Fold do with... Fold it up. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> we had a good run. <laughs> What's up, Aaron? Hello. What up, though? Nice to see you again. Nice to see you again. Do you know who this is? He said again. Oh. Do you know who like this is? He knew. Aaron, do you know who this is? Are you going to succeed where I failed? This is the question. He's not going to remember, I don't think. Nope. I feel it appears I am not the only one. And I don't think I told him who's coming. You did not. I did not. Confused. Yeah, no. Aaron like wa- Aaron really wanted to prepare for this episode. Like I don't know why I failed, so don't feel too bad. Now that now that you're asking me, now I doubt. He walked in, I shook his hand, and said hi. My name's Jared. And he's like, nice yeah, to meet I you know. again. I was like, uh. <laughs> I'm gonna blame the facial hair. Now that okay, so now that now that you've made a big deal about it, now I'm second guessing myself. Well, then who do you think it is? Who do you think? See, now he doesn't actually know. He's just going to take a guess based I just, on. One, I really hope Jared's recording can so I, we have this on. Yeah. I like how he walked over there. Can I narrow it down? Yeah. Can I narrow it down? Can I, can I say, have we mentioned him no, on the podcast can't. before? No, you can't. No. We yes. had a podcast about him. Yeah, Nick. Oh. No. <laughs> Where were you, Nick? <laughs> That's not fair. I didn't get that. Oh. I know. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Well, I just I, got the like, awkward, hey, I, nice to meet you again. <laughs> oh. well, I, what were you going to say if I hadn't said that? Who did you think it was in that case? No, I thought, no. I, I, If you had said, no, we haven't, I'd have been like, shoot, I don't know who the heck that dude is. I had but, it stuck in my brain like, that you had Sean coming, so then I was already like, that's not Sean. So <laughs> I, well, um, I, like, I had guessed it was going to be Nick when you said, it's a surprise. I was like, he's gonna. Why would you guess that it's I don't, Nick? I don't know. It's a surprise. But I just, I said, he has such a shocking personality. I like, said, I guess, I, I said, I, so I said to myself, self, it's probably gonna be Nick. I thought you got Sean off his ass, and he actually was gonna show up. <laughs> Dude, Sean was this close. He was like, can you do voice distortion? <laughs> he was interested in coming to talk. And then I was like, dude, I'm gonna let you off the hook. I got somebody else who I think would Who's be happy Sean? to join us. He's uh, a friend of ours who okay. we've known since high school. Who he's a great dude. Like he doesn't want to come on the podcast because the government. Right? He lives a pretty private life. Oh. It, suffice it to say that good dude lives a private life. Doesn't <laughs> want people like which is fair. Yeah, yeah. Hey, whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's got tape on the back camera of, of his phone and on the front camera of his phone, but he's got it taped on the case so that you can remove the case and take a picture if he needs to for work. But on the front, it's just like permanently taped because he doesn't ever want that camera seeing him. So like one of those kind of guys. Is he like, married? Yeah, he's oh, married. Yeah. So is they his have, wife's uh, phone just like that? Married with like seven kids. Yeah. yeah. So Eight. his wife's phone is like all blacked out with tape? I don't know. Because I was going to say it doesn't really help if like 
I all would the bears put, in the car. Are... I would put my money on it that hers is as well. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> if she has one. But it, he's an interesting character because one time we went on a double date. Me and Michelle went out with Sean and Melissa, and we went to Applebee's, and we like did the most embarrassing crap in public and recorded it, of course, because that's what you should do. Mm-hmm. Like somehow we ended up daring each other to say, like, to stand up in the middle of Applebee's and say, I'm full! Just like the old stupid Taco Bell commercials. And we did it. Both of us end up standing, like, on the table in Applebee's saying, I'm full! And then we go to the mall later and we do this little uh, pottery thing where each can make a mug or a bowl or something. Mm-hmm. And then we get to talking about, like, old stupid things we did when we were young. And I don't remember who instigated it, but somebody was like, bet you can't do the worm all the way across the foyer there. When was this? And it's like a like one of these big courtyards in a mall, probably 100, 200 feet wide. And bet you can't. And by golly, the two of us idiots did the worm all the way across that courtyard like just five, six what? years ago. Five, six years ago. Yeah. Okay, I want to see you do the worm now. Yeah. Just across this. That would be hilarious. Would be I, six feet. Like twice. See, all right. Two all right. up and downs. Two up and downs. This is going to be painful. Hold on. I got I to gotta record it. Oh, you're recording this? I haven't done well, this probably duh. in five years. I Hold on. I just don't want this flying out there of my pocket. Yeah, you're, you're not going to like you, stab yourself you with your knife, are you? Did you sign the disclaimer you, when you yeah. walked in the door? No, I'm suing I'm suing your homeowner's insurance, Joe. No, you get up. Get up and record yourself. Okay, okay here we go. Go. Aren't you supposed to go the other way? No, I do the backwards work. Backwards, <laughs> backwards over here. Forward is not in my wheelhouse. Well, I'm going to uh, send this to you so you can put it on the book and uh, <laughs> use it as a, a promo for this episode. <laughs> More of this. So we were talking today. Does that, make, does that make you feel better, Aaron? Mm-hmm. We were talking today and bringing up a 240 so pound yet? worm. Does that hurt yet? My wrist's a little. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that day you're gonna feel that tomorrow. He has a little lot of breath, I think. The uh, story of South to- or North Dakota and the snake that you hid in that trailer trying to sneak it home came up today, and my yeah. dad is still mad about it. He's still mad about He's it. He's still mad about it. Jared, I can't hear you. Not like still mad about it, but he—you could tell he is still. I am. Am I down? Maybe just turn him off. Now Jared's got a new sound system. Remember, he can adjust this all afterwards. Oh, okay. Well, so, I'd like to be able to hear him talking. Well, that makes uh, one of us. Let me. I actually value Jerry, Jared's opinion. Sometimes. Six months after he gives it. Yeah. Six months. It takes me six, six months to admit it. What? <laughs> <laughs> so we've talked about Nick for a few minutes now, but we haven't talked to Nick. How you doing, Nick? Good, good. Good. Thanks for having me on, Joe. The yeah. only the only guy ever to guest on the podcast after having a show named after him. Is I it? did I did give Joe a disclaimer that I was not bringing pork butt tonight. So no. Pork then butt. you may not advertise. Okay. Oh no! Shoot, you're a guest. You can advertise anyway. Oh, no, no. I advertise. Because you're a guest. Well, you can. Are advertise guests allowed to? Advertise? Guests are allowed to yeah, advertise what? without you, payment. You should advertise somebody's dog training business. <laughs> If I give you well, five, let your dog you, bite Joe.com. <laughs> let your dog bite Joe. I need to get that domain. <laughs> That'd be a great little advertising ploy. Let your dog yeah. bite Joe. Bite I Joe. saw a billboard. We I had to go down to Chicago Joe, yesterday. Three more words, and there's a port, and there was port, a billboard you already that one. said, I hate Stanley something. I forget the name. And then it was Tools? No, no, no. <laughs> like uh, someone's name. I hate Stanley. I forget the guy's last name. 
But then the the website was that Stanley. So he was saying, I hate myself just to get you because you're like, who is this that you hate? It was very clever. I went right to, I should see who this is. I should is. see who oh, they hate. I saw it on the way to Kansas, on the way to Missouri. Yeah. I saw, and I was like, what the heck? But it was like 11 p.m. and everybody else in the truck was asleep. So yeah. I was like, dang it. It was like I Stanley something. Yeah. And it just you had could, a website. You said, I hate Stanley and had a, a website under it. And I'm like, that Ooh. is. Highway. That's good. Where Ooh, Highway good. 94 meets yeah. Highway 80. Now I want to look no. it up. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> going to look up it. Whoever, whoever's that is, they need to pay us now because we probably just That's got. That's fine. Okay, yeah, old country like, roads, downtown Fremont. Like, um, I can do my phone, right? But like five lanes of traffic at seventy-five miles an hour. I draw. You said the it line. was eleven o'clock at night. It could have been that bad. It was a Friday night. No, oh, okay, maybe it was that bad. It was that bad. So I'm I have a, an opener. I'm a country. Fan. I have an opener. I do too. Nick caught his first fish this week. Ooh, wait, ever. Which ever. is which is really sad because my mom had like no, a no. No, hold on, hold on. You can say which was really sad and just leave it there. Okay, it was like, <laughs> really sad. It was really sad. Actually, said, I, technically, I said, didn't catch it. Riley caught it. Well, I mean, you were. I handled my first fish. Yeah. Here. So, okay. This is Nick's so first say, fish. Which is really sad, period. That's, it's Nick's first fish. You want and to see Nick's first fish? That, and on top of that. There you go. Okay. <laughs> we had a charter boat growing up, and I never caught a fish. You had a charter boat? My, well, my mom did, but my brother caught like swordfish and mahi mahi and all sorts of stuff, and I never caught Where were you fish. during that experience? I was trying. I was trying. I was on the boat with him. <laughs> <laughs> I was on it. Huh. But, like, this is this is how much Nick like, was excited about it. Like I, I broke, I broke. What do you go? From I broke there? the pole. Like, like a thirty-seven. You know, carry the conversation on. I broke the pole. The kids decided they needed to make something work. The kids didn't end up using this, but Nick spent like an hour in the reeds trying to use it. Let me go get it. Do you have you, it? You keep chatting for a second. I'll be right back. Okay, you, you 30, brought that back. Dude is thirty-nine that's, that's years old. Mom owned a fishing charter, a charter fishing boat. Mm-hmm. And you caught your first fish, technically caught your first fish today. Yeah, I, I'm just, I don't have, I'm not blessed with. Thanks for uh, listening to Undignified Christianity. Check us out at undignifiedchristianity.com. Have a great night, folks. Like, how do you follow it. that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm proud of you, Nick. I really needed Jesus there with me to say, cast your net on that side, oh, bro. Cast your net. Just on oh, the other side of the boat, bro. Gotta take it. Yeah, gotta throw it in there every once nice. in a while. Nice. Somebody... Yeah, I can't believe you brought that back with you. So the kids were sad that Uncle Joe's fishing pole broke. So they're like, we want to go fishing anyway. Can you make a fishing pole for us, Uncle Joe? So just to amuse them, I'm like, here. <laughs> Here's a fishing pole. That'll do the trick. So they, Joe has they worked on it for about five minutes, and then Nick spent like another hour fishing with this in the kayak. Yeah. I was trying to make it work. So Joe just brought I was, up. I was. It sounds like it did work. What? What is it? It's a gray. It's a fish. Stick. That was with my. That was with my rod oh, before it broke. Okay. It's a gray stick with string wrapped around the end. And it's like one of those uh, fiberglass sticks that you mark the edge of your driveway with. I'm uh, pretty sure the kids stole it from the person we were renting from. Ah. Uh, Wonderful. I think technically you stole it because you brought it home. I didn't put it in the van. Uh, I discovered okay, it in the van when we were Joe. unpacking. We'll blame Joey. <laughs> so yeah, that was fun. He's got a lighter, so we can blame him for that. Yeah, he tried burning the garage down, then he tried burning a little pine forest down, and I was like, yeah, yep. you're, you're done with that for a little yep. while. Sounds yeah. healthy, man. Too soon. Too soon. It's nah, fine. he'll have it back in a couple weeks. It's all right. Okay. He's just got to learn. 
Yep. Yep. So are you going to eat the fish? Did you keep the fish? We did not keep We didn't the keep fish. that one. Dude will eat a robin's egg, but he's not going to eat a fish. I was told to throw it back. Joe told me to throw it back. We hadn't caught enough. I, it was Jared's like one looking fish. at me like, how dare you? The day before, I caught a good handful of uh, bass and bluegill that were keepers. And I fried you caught it. some 14-inch bass? Yes. Oh. I caught one that was 16, and I actually kept that one. There were two that were 14, but they were kind of slender, so I didn't feel like filleting them out. Yeah. Then I kept two really good-sized bluegill, and I kind of fried up a snack for everybody the afternoon that I caught all those. But that, I think that was just dumb luck because I suck at fishing, and uh, I didn't catch much anything the next day. I suck at fishing, too. Period. I like to fish. It there? Period. Yeah, yeah see? <laughs> yeah, it's a, got it. You know? I like to fish. Have you been fishing much this no. year? No. None. None. None at all. Got Didn't it. you just buy a boat? Buys a, I guy bought a boat buys a bass year. boat. I got it all fish. fixed up. I replaced the deck boards this spring. I got a new fish finder on it, and I haven't been out yet. <coughs> that sucks. Yep. I don't want to talk about it, though. <laughs> Let's talk more about it. Let's here. not talk more about it. <laughs> so welcome to the Undignified Christianity Podcast. Where Aaron hasn't said a real opener, he's going to interrupt me later anyway. But uh, it's all right. I'm good. No, I don't need to say an opener. <laughs> I would love to hear your opener. I know. I, nope. So, so if you couldn't gather it from the conversation, we have a guest with us, Nick, who about a year ago this time bailed on us. So it's nice to have him not bail on us. Thank you for inviting me back. Nick is my brother-in-law. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Married to it. the best-looking Hayward. You're welcome, Stacy. I am. No. Well, I'm definitely married to the best looking That's a fight I'm not going to Anywho. <laughs> so what do you got? What do you what, Well, I, I wanted to talk about a topic kind of generally and see where it went. Okay. See where it went. I haven't even had much yet. Apparently, I'm already prepared for the topic. What? Without even knowing I'm prepared for the topic. Just what? want to talk about godly. You know medics. what? I'm I'm feeling kind of ODD today. Okay, all right. Man. Let's have it. Let's have it. <laughs> I'm just feeling kind of ODD. ODD. No, you go ahead. Oppositional defiance. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Tracking. Yeah. We we pretty much have a rule that we might give each other kind of an idea what's coming up, but we don't give details. Sometimes. 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 I I tend to give more detail because I am a kind and compassionate person. And I tend to just yes, like to... That's, that's got... That's Jared. That's I like to see where conversations go on their own without much planning. Well, you could narrow it down a little bit. Godly living. I'm pretty sure you're prepared to talk about that in general. Like, Is he? Really? Am I? Are you? Am I qualified to talk about that? It's the question. Of, I mean, are any of us? This is undignified. Stop not, being so... Not thoroughly spiritually. dignified. Yeah. So that's, that's it. That's it. Godly living. Godly living. Thank you, it? Jared. Thank you. What does it look Thank like? You, okay, you want more pointed, direct questions? What Give does it a, look like? Get something. Get, put a starter somewhere, Put dude. a starter somewhere. Okay. I just want to see where you guys go with it. See if you have the intelligence to just grab a topic and go, but apparently not. Oh, I have plenty of intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I thought we were tight for a minute there, Jared. I didn't the, want you to get the wrong for the first well, time. In let's a long just start time, with Jared this. And I are on the same t- side of the table. Didn't you just say that you only really respect his opinion six months after he gives it to you? After yeah. he gives it to you, you can, I like. I don't know that. <laughs> I only respect that his tight. opinion after he gives me his his, his opinion. Yeah. Six months later. Six months later. That's, that's about right. the time he catches up. 
about time. You know <laughs> what? About how I'm long it takes him to realize he was wrong. I'm done. <laughs> the episode where Aaron leaves <laughs> 10 minutes in. Everybody's mean to me. Why aren't you mean to me? You're going to get home, <laughs> and Melissa's going to go, why are you here? <laughs> That's, it's, yes, that is exactly <laughs> what she's going to say. You're going to say, Jared was mean to me. <laughs> and she's going to say, so suck laugh. it up, buttercup. I still got an hour and a half of me time. Yeah, you get your ass back over there, <laughs> you Nancy. <laughs> go do something. About the way it would be, too. Oh, man. Uh, so, so this is like, godly living. This is like her favorite night. Oh, now he's just yeah. going to run with Now he's not going to let me talk. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's all right. Go. So what does that even mean? Like, if you had to define what it means, like, godly living or to live a godly life, how would each of us what define I think what happened. the heck that means? I think Joe didn't have a topic and pulled something out of his no, butt when I texted him, like, two hours ago. I don't It's like, that. let's talk about godly living. No, you, can like, ask, you can ask, Sean, you can ask Sean because I took... Almost lured him under that guise a week ago. You can ask Nick or check our text See, for references. See, I kind of wish, wish Sean had come. I'm gonna, I'm gonna chastise Sean for not coming because wow. I think Sean and I would have. That's been how valuable Aaron thinks it's you my are. My opinion Nick. is, yeah, yeah. That's okay. I didn't say Nick couldn't be here. We've had two guests before. We've got five microphones. I spent five minutes trying to get that to work and I realized I had to turn it on. So yeah, Sean, if you're listening, you should have been here. Wait, you had to turn one on? That, that microphone that has, one a, has an on switch? has an on switch on the fan. So I'm like fanning on them all, resetting the computer, <laughs> resetting the audio. I'm like, what the hell? I had swapped out cords, swapped you out. Swapped it. It was all over the yep. place. I went to take that out to swap it. I'm like, the microphone's bad. And I was like, this has an on switch. Son of a... Dang it. <laughs> and it worked. You didn't say dang it, did you? No. As <laughs> my said, sister would say... Son of a... Oh, boogers. <laughs> my si- as my sister calls them, it was a trash word. It's a, oh, a trash <laughs> word. Apparently in Sunday school, my kids came up to me after Sunday school. My sister taught Sunday school for the kids last week. And uh, they came up to me and said... Uh, Aunt Nessa says you use trash words. <laughs> you use, and I'm like, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. I'm wondering why she's telling you this in Sunday school, but she's not wrong. <laughs> I feel like that's a topic that could tie into godly living very well. Could it? Yeah, it could. I think so let's let's answer it generically though first. Like, what is godly living? What does it look like to live a godly life? Like as we would each define it. I I would say. That godly living is... Don't, me, don't even say it's living like God. <laughs> I wasn't going all right, there. All right, good. Godly living would be living in such a way that you look different from those around you who are not attempting to live in a godly way. I wish I had written notes on what I thought you, can, you would you say can because add, that's pretty much what I thought you would say. You, <laughs> you can add to that. That's just my first initial, you know. Just yeah. look different, essentially. Just looking different. Set apart. Set apart. In what way, though? <clears throat> so, like, how would you look different to other people? Yeah. Would you be well, kinder? Would you be the, gentler? I think, that, be... I think that's the, uh, well, what's godly living? I, all of those things. Mm-hmm. It is... It is living in such a way that is different from the world around you that does not seek to live as God would have you live. Jared's pondering whether he agrees with that or not, or to what extent he Yeah, I was going to say, I agree with you. If this is where I'm starting, I agree with you to here. I don't agree with you from to there. Okay, where's the... Jared just gave us like 18 inches 
I agree with you to here, and then another two inches to there. Yes. So okay, most so, of the way so in what's agreement. The so what's the two inches? Yeah, I was going to ask. So if, if it's looking different, so say someone starts, like here is what you consider like a social norm. So if you acted, quote unquote, better than that, you would be different, right? What if you're starting so far back from that social norm that you're getting better, but you're not set apart yet? Because you would be godly living if you're improving. Uh, I, so, so you're saying say maybe well, it starts with being different than who you were yesterday, but not necessarily looking different than the world? Yes. Okay. Theoretically, that would be the goal. I Yes. I, like you want to be I, working I would, towards something. I would something. say it's degre- – I, 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 would, I would add a, a – it, it's a – it's a scale. It's, yeah. a, it's a it's if a I'm sliding murdered, scale. Yes. If I murdered a hundred people last month, and you only murdered ninety nine this month, and then then and the justice system is not doing its job. But <laughs> and then I I found Jesus and said maybe some of this isn't so bad. So then I only murdered fifty people because they really deserve <laughs> okay. it. This so at, to some extent, so, to, to some, some extent, extent I'm, I'm, I'm looking like one at inch. I'm like one inch of your two. Okay. Okay. Because because on one the some stuff face what the some hell? stuff's gotta stop. <laughs> like I only killed fifty people this month. Well, I've increased my I've I've decreased my killing by fifty percent. Let me let me continue this analogy, <laughs> which is actually a hundred percent more killed last month than this month. Yeah, but when you apply that to like sin, the concept of sin, I, right? I would There's stick, no difference. See, I wouldn't even take it off murder because I think it perfectly applies. I, I yeah. see what, You could put it on something lighter and make it a little easier to understand, but murder would be the same thing. Say you then created a criteria and said, these people deserve it. You're still murdering someone. That's a sin. Correct? Uh-huh. Okay. I think it is... But I, you are applying or trying to apply and getting better. You could... I think it's a hard issue. I think it's a hard issue. I think there's a That's big, my point. There's a big difference. But but there's a big, Is that the one inch of the two? That's or? the one inch. Okay. <laughs> there's a there's a big difference between between well, this month fifty was the best I could do, so you know what? I'm godly living because it's the best I could do. Yeah. There's a big heart difference between that and man, I just oh, I just get, can't I stop can't, murdering people. I can't get, I can't get under fifty. So, so part of God living, if we were to godly living, if we were to use like theological terms, that we're talking about like progressive sanctification, like slowly letting Christ sanctify my behaviors more and more. Because I think, because I think it can be a, a I can, it can be a crap cop out to say, well, God's just not working on that for me right now. I, yeah, but who are you to tell me what I'm, God's working on in my life? What about you, Nick? It's, what do you think about God's living? Well, it's a heart. It's a, but it's a heart issue. It, there is an arrogance and a defensive heart, and there is a humble heart that says, "Man, this is this has been a constant struggle, and I just I can't seem to get over it." Do I have to take what? that pop can away from you already? <laughs> but you know what? God is still working in me, and I recognize that. That Joke. is something that I... Assume. Why? You're like a two-year-old. Aaron's trying to talk. Would you stop? <laughs> I recognize that as something that I aspire to. I think, I, I, I think it is the heart behind your defense if you're called out on it. Okay. Yeah. Hey, man. I mean, is that kind But of- what if the guy calling you out is just trying to manipulate you and you can see that? Then that's a totally different heart issue. I, I would say a humble heart can still discern the difference between truth spoken in love and truth spoken 
in bitterness and still see the truth behind it. And say... Because if, if but, I'm humble and I'm say... If I'm proud, let's start there because that's usually my default. If I'm proud <laughs> and somebody says, man, you're a real dick. I can either remain proud and say, you called me a dick. No, I'm not. I don't have to change anything. Or if I'm humble and I'm being a dick in the moment and somebody calls me out on it, I can say, eh, they kind of were a jerk about the way they called me out on it, but there's some truth to what they said and I need to work on that. There's some truth to so, what they said and I need to work on that versus who the heck are you to tell me what's right and wrong in my life? There's such an arrogance in, I think, in a, we, we get when people speak the truth not in love, and when people call us out for things, I think there's, um, I think there's polar opposites going on, and, and and there are some that are saying, well, because you called me out in a wrong way, I don't have to humble my heart before God and say, you know what, this is an issue that that needs to be worked on. That was the wrong way to call it out, and I really don't want to talk to you about it. But then when I'm talking with another brother or a friend or someone who I know has good intentions for me, um, it that's where that comes out. Maybe you don't maybe you're not necessarily saying that to that person, but even in conversation beyond that, as we are with the people that we walk with who are speaking the truth in love, as we're discussing, like we do, I think it's very easy to see someone's heart and and I think we are encouraged to hold each other accountable. I mean, exhortation. Right? Have you been uh, jaded recently? You you sound like you've been jaded recently I on have. a correction. Hey. On a on a correction jaded. from somebody. I have. Got your mama style, but you Now it's Jared singing. You see, if that were you singing, Jared would be like, stop, Jared, Aaron. Put that away. Okay. <laughs> put it away. Consider it put away. Nick, what do you think <laughs> on the topic? So, <clears throat> I... So I think you got to start like godly living has to start with like where your identity is. And so I think if your identity should, if you're a Christian, your identity should be in Christ. It should start there. And I think from there it sets like responsive obedience, right? So that way we can be responsive and be obedient to his word. And then we can show repentance and things like that and move forward. But I think it all has to start with like, where is your identity in Christ? Acknowledging that, accepting that, and then kind of trying to live then within that identity forward, like looking through those yeah. lenses, moving out. I guess that's what I'd say. How do you make? Point. How does a person go about making that their identity? Because I, I like that. It's hard, man. But there's, I feel like there's a pretty loaded. It's. I think you have to be. Yeah. I think you have to be. You have. In some cases, it, unfortunately, I think you have to be humbled. To, you you have to. Well, we learn from our faults, right? Right, we learn from our faults, but I, th I think we, I think we no. have to be humble. <laughs> yeah. you, you'll, you'll turn the mic and on if next time. Yeah. I bet you. If you're real yeah, smart, yeah, you'll learn from somebody else's faults. Right, <laughs> but you, you, you have to go through a humbling. You have to come to the foot of, foot of the cross and look up and realize that he's up there and you're down here. Mm -hmm. And so know, repentance kind of is kind of the beginning. Repentance of is kind of the establishing beginning and that the recognition identity. and the recognition of your of your brokenness. And you're, you know, and so um, the, um, I think that one of, that's not where God's working on me right now. I think that's one response in arrogance. But I think the other response that I see a lot of in arrogance is, well, 
Jesus loves me just the way I am. Well, yes, he does. He loved you while you were an enemy, right? We were mm -hmm. enemies with God. Um, but he calls you to live differently. And so he loves you just the way you are. It's not a, it's not a, so you have free reign to do it. Shall we sin all the more that grace may abound? Paul says in Romans. Mm -hmm. and the obvious answer is no. Um, I, I think the other side of that is not only God's not working on that on me right now. And the other one is, um, the other one is Jesus loves me just the way I am. So it's okay if I'm not, you know. I think one of the one of my buddies back home says it like, and I'm gonna play. I'm I'm gonna probably slaughter this, but he talks about it being like an. We're gonna call him and let him know. Okay, you butchered his quote. I will. <laughs> totally. I'll I'll, I'll, get, I'll text what's him his, after. What's this. his phone number? Let me write I'll, it. I'll, it's right here. <laughs> um, he talks about it being like an up, like an escalator, right? You got a downward escalator, and if you want to get to the top, Jesus is at the top, right? He stole this from me. Did he steal it from you? That's the wisdom. That's where he got the wisdom yes, from, it is. right? Like, so if you're standing still, you're just moving down, right? You got to be running towards Jesus to get up that, that escalator backwards. So I feel like that's how you set the identity is like, how do you start running how does uphill? It, you want to see we... Joe get really mad real quick? It's nuanced. I can... <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it's going to be worse for you. Oh boy. Trigger warning. It's, it's the, uh, the posture toward the center. It, eh. And people who are moving toward the center, it's not working. No, it's Continue, not. Nick. No, it's not. Do you well, now I want to kind of know why. You picking up what I'm putting down, though, at all? I'm, I'm smelling what you're, you're stepping smelling? in. Okay. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Well, it, no, it's elaborate. from that. The... He's, doing a, he's doing a Bible study in his church right now on a principle of centered sets. And it's the idea that... Uh, as long as everybody's in agreement that Jesus is the center of the game we're playing and mm -hmm. everybody's moving towards Jesus intentionally, mm -hmm. that everybody's getting it right in their own way, even though the way they're moving towards him and the location <clears throat> they're in currently moving towards him is going to look a lot differently. Correct. If I were to summarize it, it'd be Correct. that. Yeah. I disagree with a lot of the different arguments they make to support that idea, but the idea I agree with. Yeah. So... No more triggers. <laughs> Not on that one. So I, I'm wondering though, with yes, with the analogy the of the with the analogy of the escalator, how do we mesh that with the fact like so if we're if we're in agreement, let's throw this out there. Once you're saved, like salvation is instant, right? There's no obedience required other than repentance. There's no actions, no changes, no like you come to Jesus as you are and you say I know I need you because I'm messing this up on my own. You're my Lord, and that's salvation. So, like in my, you know, the way I picture analogies, all analogies are imperfect. I kind of get what you're saying, but I also think it could potentially make things confusing because at the moment of salvation, Jesus flips the escalator and sends it straight up. He's like, okay, you get it now. You're up here with me. So then, if that moment of salvation is okay, I'm accepted, I've repented, I'm with Jesus, Jesus is with me, I have the Holy Spirit indwelling me, all of these things that come with salvation. How does that escalator fit into that picture then? I, I would see it more as so Jesus is walking escalator. up the escalator <clears throat> with me. But Well, look at the escalator as being like your daily life, right? So like you're constantly walking through your daily life, you're constantly moving in a direction. You can either be moving towards Christ, or you can be moving away from Christ. 
So I don't know that the escalator itself has to be the salvation. Salvation could be getting on the escalator. The escalator Maybe you don't ever sanctification. do that. So the escalator is Christian living. <clears throat> it's yeah. like rising to that standard that Jesus sets. Jesus a, says you're good enough as you are, but our conviction compels us to get up to where he was. Yeah, how do you have responsive obedience if you're not moving okay. up there? There's a teleporter and an, and an escalator. The point of salvation, there's a teleporter. Right? Beam me up, Jesus. Beam me up, Jesus, right? But at the same point, the rest of our lives, we're stuck on the escalator. So part of us is already beamed up, Scotty. And the rest of it, we're just, that's the daily grind is the escalator. Mm -hmm. Okay, I can accept that analogy. I just, for anybody listening who heard that the way I kind of heard it, I wanted to make sure we're clarifying we're on the same page. Like, salvation isn't the escalator. Yeah. Sanctification, which is just a fancy word for learning to live more like Trying to get better. Yeah. yeah, trying to get better, trying to <laughs> beat this flesh into yeah. submission. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're, I do like where, well, what I kind of listened to, what I heard from Aaron was kind of a similar message that we heard like from our church services last weekend was a lot of times we want Jesus to be Savior, like come in and save us, but we don't want to make him Lord, mm. right, of our life. So it's like, sure. When we're doing bad, we want to say, God, please come in and rescue me from the situation. But then we don't want to be like, but I'm not going to like not mouth off to my wife. Or, right. right like, yeah. Not mouth off to my wife. <laughs> He's got a scary wife. Oh. <laughs> 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 Love you, I was going to say something. I'm just going to let him leave it alone. Not even. Jared's I remember I know his wife being wife, really Joe, scary for you. Talking? Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking something so, up. I'm sorry. <clears throat> pertinent. Oh, something pertinent. Yeah. This isn't the Stanley.com. <laughs> Stanley <.com. laughs> Aaron's trying to figure out why he uh, hates or is supposed to hate Stanley. Here we go. <laughs> Keep talking. I'm almost there. I'm almost are there. You, are you almost there? I'm almost there. All I was going to do is kind of recap what we all said there to see if we're oh, kind of... Oh, that'll be fine. I didn't is say anything. Fine? We'll say something. Yes, you did. Oh, okay. Well, then uh, I probably said something. You tried saying something about centered set. I was just trying to make you mad. Oh, well, then say something. No, I don't want to. Say something, Jared. I don't want to say something. I want you to say something. Uh, I'm the host, which means I don't have to say anything. I just have to ask questions. But you already did say something. I I tried asking questions to clarify what was said. I think godly living is like an escalator. (laughs) (laughs) Which one, the up escalator or the down escalator? Uh, well, it depends on which one you're, I guess, what posture are you in? Are you a Satanist or are you, because then that would be a different escalator. So if you God is Satan, you got to keep moving down as fast yeah. as you can, right? That's when you stand still. Yeah, it's just let her, let her coast. No, that's when you hop over to the other one and start moving backwards. Yeah. <laughs> oh, never mind. I can't find it. Really all that small talk for nothing. The Orthodox Presbyterian Church asks four questions of someone when they become a member and I really think one of the questions is worded so well and now I can't Are you stupid or something? Exact wording. What um, is your favorite color? <laughs> but it, Blue. No, red. It uses, ah! <laughs> um, it, it, it uses the phrase do you abhor sin? And I think It's a bad question. Why? It's just a like, it's a loaded question. Of course you're going to say, yes, I abhor sin. And then you're going to turn around and you're going to go do something on pur- purpose. But do sinful. you hate that? Yeah. 
Which you hate sin? that you do it? Do you, do you hate, hate that you after the it? fact? Or do you hate Re- that you Paul, do it? Right, Paul, wretched man that I am who will deliver me from this bondage. Right? Romans 7. The ones so, I'm aware of and I'm combating at the time, then yes. But there are also things that I'm also not aware of and I'm not combating at this time. That but it would be do hard you to hate do. that you are that you have sin in your life that you're not even aware of? Like, does No. That, do you hate that? No. Because when God gets to that point and makes me aware of it, then yeah, I'll hate it. But I, if I can't hate myself for things I don't know, even if I have an I understanding. No, 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 believe no, no, me, Jared's good enough out, at hating out. himself. Let me no. stop that. <laughs> pretty good at it. Let me stop that right here. I did not say, do you hate yourself? I did not say, do you hate yourself? Okay. No. Correction. Do you hate the sin in your life? And I think the answer to that question is indicative of the honest answer to that question is indicative of the condition of your heart as it relates to God and godly living. Do you hate the sin in your life? I murdered a hundred people. I only murdered fifty people. Look at me. You know what I mean? I mean, hey, fifty's good enough. That's fine. I'm okay with fifty. No, I'm not okay with fifty. But unfortunately, that's the best I could do this month. God help me to do twenty-five. God help me to do zero. Right? I don't want any sin in my life. There is a total difference of heart when you hate sin and you have contempt for the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. I think that's the difference. There's a difference between hating sin and having contempt for Christ's death and God pouring out our punishment on Christ. I could be on board with that. You on board with that? Yeah. I still don't I don't know about the whole I don't like that question. But Do I'm on board with sin? what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I think part of it and correct me if I'm wrong. The, I think part of it may be the fact that you hear that in the context that it's often used, yeah. and you think that's stupid. And I agree with you, but I think the I, I appreciate the verbiage and the desire of those brothers in the faith, their desire to use that. Okay, I'm good with it. <clears throat> okay, I'm on board. I approve this message. For two for 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 two for two brothers walking together with each other, you're going to be president someday, Jared. Yeah, please. For one to for for one to conceptually ask that question of the other, in strong Christian relationship, that's good stuff. Yeah. Okay. So if I were to kind of summarize it, everything that you guys just kind of round robin there is godly living starts with repentance um, and continues as we build our identity in Christ, which includes things like being humble, holy, set apart, confronting sin and being willing to accept confrontation of sin, um, responsive obedience, and eventually growing to the point that you actually abhor sin, not just Kind of try to avoid it, but you Did actually you say actually abhor, abhor, abhor. abhor. I always throw abhor. an abhor. I know you abhor. add the H, and I think it sounds just weird. So, just I abhor sin. Just to make sure people, people don't say adore. I just want people to know I'm not saying adore. I, anybody who's listened, I think would get that. But thank you for the clarification. All right, so godly living—that's kind of it. We're done. Thanks no. for listening, on Dick. We've ended this episode <laughs> twice now.
Yeah. Once once after Nick said he got his first fish, and that was sad, and now we you, ended it You ended the episode when that happened? Oh, yeah. I walked out to get his fishing pole. I missed that we ended the episode. <laughs> yes, yeah, we ended the episode. Yeah, I, I haven't been recording for the last 20 minutes. I ended I the episode. Good thing I got that thing right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you have that running just in case. I'll yeah, see what I don't like. trust Jared's system for one, Brilliant. and that's fair. I, I think you don't trust well Jared. It I think yeah. you trust Jared's system just fine. You don't charge Jared at the wheel of it, though. No, I trust Jared. Him. I can Implicitly. click things. I have a mouse. I think you can click I can, things. <laughs> Moving like around and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so now that we've kind of said all those things, uh, what are some scriptures that we use in our lives to kind of guide us to those things? Because any of those things we could read in a book. But, like, where in the Bible, I know, Aaron, you referenced scripture a couple times, so you're already moving in that direction. But what are some scriptures we use as men, as people, that kind of keep us between the tracks sometimes? Like, do you guys have any kind of guiding scriptures that you go back to on a regular basis? Like, if you're wondering, if you're wandering, like, okay, God, am, am I... In the direction that I'm headed. How do you well, know? God has... Because yeah. th those are all kind of guidelines. God has actually installed a um, kind of a, a permanent uh, meter. Yeah, no, he's going to say conscience. Her name's Melissa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I, mean, I thought it was going to be conscience or Holy Spirit. Yeah. Like, come on, Aaron. Like, spiritual for a moment. This was even better, right? <laughs> Yeah. What scriptures do I use? First Melissa. Second First Melissa, opinion. second opinion. <laughs> Go back to recording. Honey, do you really want to do that? That's my favorite. You realize she doesn't listen to this. You're not earning any points by saying these. Yeah, but I'm not losing any either. So, unless your wives talk. There's just in case. It's just secondhand. Because if he says something really bad... If if someone that knows Melissa listens, <laughs> listens and says, and he says something sad. bad enough, then it's going to be like, do you know what your husband said about you <laughs> on the I, on the podcast? I feel you, Aaron. I, you. I'm smelling Thank what you. you're stepping in. Yeah. Every once in a while, it doesn't hurt to you know. Yeah. So uh, assuming that uh, Melissa doesn't have a toll free number that everybody can call for that same sage advice, <laughs> <laughs> does she? I should ask. She yeah. has no yes, my wife wants everybody in the world to have her phone number. That's yeah. like Would you like she, would you like to advertise probably, that right now? She she probably wants that more than Sean and Jared do put yeah. together. Her number is 555. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I was about to text her. <laughs> <laughs> you know what your husband just said about? So assuming everybody doesn't have a hotline to your wife. I, what like if I, there were if there were people listening who maybe like the would say, yeah, I believe in Jesus. I kind of align with some of these ideas, but I don't necessarily have a lot of guidelines for for how to direct my life. Like, where would you point them in Scripture specifically? To I, if I do anything more than give you just chapter and verse, I will preach a sermon, and I don't think we want. That I'll, right I'll cut now. you off, man. I'll cut you off. <laughs> you can give us chapter and verse. Give us some ideas. Romans eight. Romans eight. What is it? Well, I'm actually going to back up a little bit to oh, Romans. I was going to say, you can't give us a whole chapter. I'll back, <laughs> up, I'll back up to Romans 7. Give us Which a synopsis. Which is right before. Right before eight. Romans 8. Yep. Um, but there isn't one after uh, I, 8. Because 7, 8, 9. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah. true. That's all true. Facts. Yeah, feel free to Google your verses, like if you have the yeah. ones Romans, that are your go-tos. Romans, Romans 7, uh, at the end... Um, 
oh, the whole thing. It just, ah. Come on, summarize right. it. Uh, 718, for I know nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. Well, crap. <laughs> so that's one of your guidelines? That just sounds like hopelessness to me. <laughs> well, wait, it gets worse. Um, but wait, there's more. <laughs> for I do not do the hey, good Aaron, I want. Hey, Aaron, how do I live a godly life? You can't. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, you cut, me, you cut me off. Okay, verse 19. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. 21. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law, waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. And then Paul, like, exasperated, right? Here he goes, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Okay? The Romans. Jesus! No, the, the Romans will free him from the body. <laughs> oh, they, they will, they, the Romans got you, bro. That's how that, Romans that's how that, got you. That's how that's, that story That's ends. how that played out. Yeah, that's how that played out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Oh. So then I myself <laughs> serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. And, and then Romans 8 kind of expands on that. And you know, starting Roman eight like identity. Yes, is that like your identity there is no Christ? there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life has set you free from the law of sin and death. So seven kind of sets you up in your hopelessness, and eight sets and you eight up in says, your hope. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think I think where I go is I look at a lot of the epistles. There's a lot of do's and don'ts in the epistles. Um, and I look at those through the lens, if you will, of Romans 8, which says, you can't do this. This whole list of do's and don'ts, you can't do. But you know what? It's good to strive for. And if you have any hope of, at all of doing it, it's by faith in Jesus Christ, not your own power. Through Christ Jesus, the law of, law of the spirit of life has set you free from the law of sin and death. What the law was powerless to do, all your lists of do's and don'ts can't, can't do, God did by sending his own son. Look, God already conquered it, so now that makes a way for us not to have to be in bondage to that anymore. I like that. So that's a good set of guide rails for you. Your, your insufficiency and Christ's sufficiency and everything else kind of falls in between those rails as you bump into walls and obstacles and sins and trials you, that's kind of two chapters you, that you would go back to. You have to look at the rest of Scripture through the lens of end of Romans 7, beginning of Romans 8. You can't do it. That's okay, Christ did. <clears throat> now look at the rest of Scripture. Now look at the rest of Scripture and godly living through that lens. You can't do godly living. I like that. I like that. How about you, Nick? Nicholas? You've been you've been digging through the Googles. <laughs> through the Googles. <laughs> like yeah, you're getting ready because I had highlighted like a bunch of those as part of it too. I, part of me, my wife would probably argue otherwise. So I'm glad she's not here. But <laughs> James, and she probably doesn't listen either. Yeah, so. <laughs> James two, um, fourteen, like just pretty much James two, like the whole faith without works is dead part. I mean, 
knowing but with the caveat that we're not doing works to gain salvation that works doesn't get you salvation so this is tricky right you can't just hang on that because if you take that verbatim without knowing context right then you could through the lens through the right. lens of where's my identity mm -hmm. right so but we should have responsive obedience and we should be obedient to his word and so there has to be some level of work or works or whatever that looks like in your life but it doesn't have to and it's different for everybody where i hate that some people feel like um shamed i guess mm -hmm. like in christian community for not being like you know not all of the fruits of the spirit or you know gifts um apply to everybody else so i've got friends that are amazing they're great at um evangelizing right and speaking truth and speaking the word that's not my like joey that yeah. kid's gonna be an evangelist to the day that he dies right like that's not my spiritual gift but do you like want to know about jesus nope well, let me tell, <laughs> let me tell you, you. Let me tell you. Right? i'm so glad you asked yeah. <laughs> hi my name's joey do you love jesus <laughs> yeah i mean but sweet yeah but that's something that's I'm like embarrassed that that embarrasses me sometimes. <laughs> See, I'm glad that you hate the sin. Yes. Of <laughs> it should not be embarrassed. I should just be proud of this. Yeah. Joe abhors his embarrassment. Yes. Yes. Abhors. Joe, Joe abhors. Not to be confused. He does not adore his, his uh, embarrassment. He abhors it anyway. Sorry. But we can't be stagnant. We can't be standing still on the downward escalator. Right. Going back to the escalator. All right. But I just, I think, I, I don't, I... You hit on a very good point of, I think there are people that are shamed. And I think, Jared, that's one of the things that you, I think, have, I don't know, kind of behind some of the stuff you said, is people being shamed because they don't meet the standard that everybody else has set. <clears throat> I think the danger in that is that we just throw out Christian accountability and discipleship. Well, yo, you, we don't want anybody to feel ashamed for sin in their life. Well, no. At the same time, we want people to be able to put to death the sin in their life to live godly lives because it's what God calls us to. The Bible talks about accountability and exhortation and discipleship and, and encouraging your brother and, and speaking the truth in love. And, I mean, we talked about a few episodes ago of, you know, expelling the immoral brother and okay, so there's something to be said about accountability in Christian living. But again, so then you run that all through the lens of Romans 8 and say, okay, when we do accountability and discipleship, it's recognizing that people are made in the image of God and God and 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 man is wretched. At the same time, the a, a, a high price was paid. So I think there needs to be some conviction that this is not right. No, I can't sleep with another woman who's not my wife. I, I can't. That's wrong. And there's nothing wrong with saying that's wrong. And there's nothing wrong with me feeling guilty for sleeping with a woman who's not my wife. I've not slept with a woman who's not my wife. I'm just saying. I'm just texting Melissa again. Yeah. <laughs> appreciate that. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Five, five, five. What about you, Jared? I was going to ask you, Joe. No. You haven't answered anything. I get to ask the questions. Ooh, on this one. good point. Nobody else is talking. What did until Nick Joe say? Answers. What did Nick say? Yeah. Did you you're asking me what Nick said. <coughs> yeah, well, you've the got your little so notes. You have to reply. Yeah. Yes, repeat Nick was talking about James too. Faith without works being dead. I'm taking notes on all this stuff, man. Why? 
Why are you trying to take notes of me right now? I think it's valuable. Oh, okay. We might actually have show notes on this one. I don't know. In oh, six months when he comes back, he's like, man, there was some epiphany. There was, yeah. <laughs> six months when you catch up to when my brilliance. When you catch up to his yeah. opinion. <laughs> oh, I, I, I know the opinion. It's I don't want to admit to it. Agreeing with it for six months. <laughs> it's the admission that's the problem. It's a hard issue that I'm working on. You know, but God loves me the way I am, so I really don't need to work on that right now because obviously God's not working on that in my life. And I don't want to feel shamed for not being humble enough to admit. That well, you can't be changed. fuzzy and you can't be bounded. You should be centered. <laughs> See, it's a See, he tries so hard. To the I do not work. I'm going to say, you know, it's a circle. It's a circle. To the center. Uh, <laughs> It's new. What was the original question again? What are, some scrip- what are some scriptures that keep you between the guidelines? Like the guardrails, if you will. Like Obviously, the whole Bible functions as guardrails to keep us between the lines, if you yeah, will. Yeah, part of it's a world on that thing. Escalator, like but... it should be a culmination of a lot of things. No, so I didn't some... ask you about worldview. I asked you about scripture. <clears throat> like in your mind, when you, you have You want some... me to narrow it down to one, so no, I, I can't don't. say... You can, you can narrow it down to a dozen, as long as you do it quickly enough to be had in a simple conversation. What I want to know is, in Jared's mind, when he's facing a decision that may require him to go, I'm not sure which way I should go here, and you need to figure out where those guardrails are on that decision for godly life, what are some verses that automatically pop into your head that keep you on that right track? I'm stuck in Galatians 5 right now. Galatians 5, huh? So that's where I've been at for a while. That's the, the fruits of the Spirit or love, joy, peace. But you have to add in the beginning of Galatians 5 that, you know, the, the fruits of the flesh are, you know, sexual immorality, bitterness, fits of rage, things of that nature. Okay. So for me, it's when whatever I do something, being able to step back from myself and look back at myself and see what is the fruit that we're doing because the way I see Galatians five, like we view the fruits of the spirit as the byproduct, like uh, like uh, we're doing good things and therefore the fruits of the spirit will manifest themselves where I think that's a little backwards that so, if we I'm have, sorry, say, say that one more time. Well, the, we, we say the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, right, peace. Right. Yeah. We view that as a byproduct <clears throat> of our good actions. And I don't think that's true. You, that's the cart before the horse. Yes. Our so good actions are byproducts of having the fruits, having of, the the fruits of the spirit. Yeah, so, you, which is so, and then we tie, we tie those fruits of the spirit to individual actions instead of actually evaluating what's behind the actions that we're doing. We make the list of actions and say those are the manifestations of the fruits of the spirit. So, what I try to do is step outside myself and look backwards and say what was the motivation of that? Was that a fit of rage or was that kindly explaining to someone that they need to work on something? Because that, that same action, rear, I mean, and I had a you know, situation at work that was like that. I was pissed off at what I was doing and like <laughs> they said something, well, you realize it's 1115 because it was almost lunch, but it was about to rain and I was in the middle of something and I was like, do what I said. <laughs> I was like, I understand it's almost lunch. We're going to be working through lunch. Do what I said was kind of <laughs> where I went with it. And I had to like step back and look outside myself. I'm like, no, I'm good. Cause I, I didn't, I wasn't mad at them. I made sure it was clear later. And I'm like, but you need to understand that it, there's some things, and this is an apprentice 
situation. I'm like, there's some things where you just have to get it done and you just will take lunch in an hour when we get it done. So I, I think it's a worldview thing and I, yeah, Galatians 5. Because it's yeah. in that, that vein of examining <clears throat> what's behind what we're doing. So you inspect your fruit regularly? I try. All right. You know, I found a lump a couple weeks ago and uh, got to get that looked at. <laughs> Can't hear that. Any other way. <laughs> you started it. I mean, that's what you were going for with the tone of voice. No, so. I wasn't. Oh. No, I wasn't. Well, then, yes, I retract my previous comment. <laughs> yeah. Where's the edit button? <laughs> you got your new program figured out there? Yeah. yeah, so I was actually going to answer this one. Do you still want to know my answer? Or like, sure. Okay. Yeah. There's a bunch of them. Um, a lot of them are kind of the cliche Sunday school ones you learn up, learn growing up. A couple of them are that I've more picked up in my own studies throughout the years. Like, because I'm, I'm I'm very strongly seated in my convictions, just like my son is. I've just no, yeah, just a little <laughs> bit. So there's a handful of them that kind of juxtapose one another that kind of keep me between the guardrails. Because on one side, I would be on the extreme guardrail of yeah, speak the truth no matter what. Don't think about feelings. And on the other side, um, I would tend towards just shut up so that you don't cause problems. Yeah. And so like Joshua, when he says, choose this day who you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Like taking that stand to clearly say, these are my convictions. This is where I'm at. And making that public and clear. And for me, it's important that those convictions are public and clear. Um, it does help with <clears throat> helps big time with accountability, right? Because even yeah. in the secular world, right, you still kind of can look like a jackass. Yeah. Sorry, trash yeah. word. Hash, sorry, yeah. trash word. Trash word. <laughs> you want me to use some more trash words? So yours don't look <laughs> yeah, so bad. Maybe it's possible. <laughs> I can do that. There's a blend those in a little yeah. bit. <laughs> the topic. The I'll topic work some in for you. I'll take the attention <laughs> off of you. We'll make sure the explicit is. We're, we're, of me. we're yeah. talking about a spiritual topic, so Jared kind of reduces the the, the trash, trash words. words. Okay. But yeah. It's also have, a guest. Sometimes when, when we have Amish on, when we have Amish on, he. What's the word? What's it called? Were you? He code the switch. Line. You code, code, code switching. Yeah, 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 code yeah. Switching. yeah. Does Jared need to code switch for you? No, definitely not. Well, now that he said jackass, I can say whatever. Yeah, yeah. The floodgates like, are a, open. There's a, yeah, it's always that person. Like I, I, I do that with. Um, n- never mind. We're not going to go down that bunny trail. No, um, right. But I, you know, you mentioned something, um, and I thought about Andy Griffith. There's an episode of Andy Griffith. I don't know if anybody watches Andy Griffith. But uh, there's an episode of Andy Griffith where Opie is trying to sell a bike. And he's selling it to his friend. He's like, it's a great bike. You're going to love it. And Andy comes by. And he's like, uh, doesn't, that back, doesn't that back wheel squeak when it's turning? And uh, doesn't that chain uh, catch every once in a while? And, doesn't, and he starts picking apart the bike. And Opie's like, Dad, I was trying to sell the bike. He's like, well, it's kind of dishonest the way you were presenting it. Well, then Andy's trying to sell the house. And so Opie goes and points out all the stuff wrong with the house. And so Andy sits him down and he's having this heart to heart, father to son, son. Is it, you know, and he's trying to explain to him, well, you know, this is, this is, and Opie said, but when I was selling my bike, you get, and Andy's like, well, that's different. And Opie goes, how? And he goes, well, see, and like, there was this big moment where he's like, it's not. And, and I think when you talk about what shapes that, and maybe you were, going to ask this next outside of the Bible. How do I explain this to my kids? Somebody I know um, rather closely um, found a 
a, a picture online that was a drawing, and somebody had drawn it. <clears throat> and there was Is no that drawing. what happens with a drawing? Somebody Someone draws, draws it. it. So it's, anyway, it's online. Very good. Is it it's an Could you give us here? What are we Could you believe the more sin more? of the whole thing? On, more. Drawing a drawing. More. Drawing more, drawing a little more. Don't you see not that Jesus yet. died that you wouldn't have to it's draw not drawings? Over yet. Keep coming. Come on, Nick, Joe. <laughs> you guys done yet? I just asked if it was an NFT. I mean, I just, <laughs> Come on. Is it worth something? Come on. Hey, that's true. Anything you else? Be careful these days. Anything else? Be... Anybody else want to jump on that slip up? Listeners, uh, email us at undignifiedchristianity <laughs> at gmail.com. You have something else you would like to contribute to Aaron's drawing of a drawing. Very want to contribute to my my little slip there? <laughs> Epicness. That was that was now you guys like you guys just were on that thing. Like well, you white were all on serious. Rice. Like, it was dangling like, so like, low. Y'all were on that like white on rice on a paper plate and a glass of milk in a snowstorm, man. Oh, I've been waiting for that. That uh-huh. is from that's white. major pain. <laughs> anyway, I love um, major pain. I watched that with my kids. <laughs> Ethan kept looking at me, speaking at trash words. He kept looking at me the whole time because Abigail and Ethan watched it. He'd look at me and go, Dad, are you sure Abigail is okay to watch this? Should you be letting Abigail watch this? And I'm like, it's good. And then no, Abigail... will get it through the lens of Romans 8. <laughs> yeah. So After um, I watched that with my kids, the kids called up from their bedroom that night and they are like, Dad, I think there's a monster in the closet. <laughs> I've never seen the movie. It's okay. It's, it's, cla- it's, it's a classic. It's a classic. It's a, yeah. a, a must. You gotta watch. Um, so anyway, so yeah. Back to the drawing of the drawing. We print yeah. off the drawing of the drawing. She she prints off the drawing of the drawing, and she said, "Wait a minute. Am I allowed to do this?" And I said, "I don't know. Is it copyrighted? Is it you know? Is it open source? What's the?" Well, she uh, she starts looking around, and she finds the original drawing of the drawing on another website and there is a copyright note on it the little c with a circle a circle a circle it's a circle and so okay the thing's copyrighted so she's like okay she wanted to give a gift a, a graduation the original gift. was copyrighted but the one she got <laughs> wasn't so you're right <laughs> so it's so it's inspiring it's an inspiring little inspirational quote with a little drawing, and it, it's really neat. And so, we, what's the was, drawing of a drawing? She, the drawing of a drawing. Okay. She was going to give to a graduate, and so we we're kind of talking about it. Like, okay, how do we? Are, are we going to do this or not? Are we going to print this and give this? Are we going to? And so we had to start drawing these lines and. Which was not the drawing of the drawing. We were drawing lines. Sounds like Jared back in the Napster days. Met- metaphorical <laughs> That's lines. That's wrong. <laughs> was I like that? Oh yeah. Oh. You went through a phase. We were we were drawing meta- surprise me. <laughs> we were drawing metaphorical lines, and we could not figure out where. The, and one of the things was, what am I going to tell my kid? How am I going to explain to my kids? Um, and a couple weeks before it, I had had that conversation with one of my sons who wanted me to take music off the library's CD and put it onto his phone. And he says, Dad, are you allowed to do that? Well, uh, let's talk about that, son. <clears throat> what do you think? <laughs> you know, but how are you going you see, to explain I wouldn't have to, to think kid? about that one because I would be like, yeah, fine. It didn't cost us anything to get it. The library literally pays for this stuff to open source it to everybody else for free. So go ahead. 
but that's just where my mind would go. But, but you're but probably but wrong. the library it probably is wrong. But, but I wouldn't have even thought about the li- it. Right, the yeah. library paid for the CD so that somebody could listen to that CD. Mm-hmm. Okay, when the library loans that out to the person to listen to that CD, nobody else can listen to that CD. When that person gives that CD back to the library, then the mm-hmm. library can listen to that CD. So that CD has been paid for. Hmm. A copy of that music, and then the CD goes back to the library. Now the library and I can listen to the one CD. You haven't bought the copyrights at that point. It's, it's, you haven't. I bought understand. The co- I understand. So anyway, so I guess the point is, well, how do I explain that to my kid? My kid, you write a book, buddy. Okay, and you sell that book. Okay, somebody buys that book and runs over to their copy machine and makes a bunch of copies of it and gives it to their friend. Is that okay? Well. I don't know. So I guess what I'm all that is to say, I think it's very helpful to say to yourself, self, self <laughs> how are you going to explain this to your kids? Have them watch Coco. It's Copy a Disney movie, movie yeah. about death and the afterlife. <clears throat> but there's a would totally copyright. There's a significantly copyright issue Theme in there. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> for sure. Really? Yeah. I was thinking, I don't yeah, have the, somebody help me with a Bible verse because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna remember the verse, but my wife's been telling it to me. So my wife, not Melissa, but my wife with the you know the epiphany moments has the um, in all things like try to keep the peace. I can't remember which. As far as, well, as it depends, depends on you, you live at peace with, with one another. Me. Thank you. Yeah, so that's... like so that's like another one of those guidelines of you know because we were just up north family time. So <laughs> there's lots of time. Family time can. Be a time to test these. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and it's one of those times where, you know, sometimes you got to bite your tongue or walk away or whatever. And sometimes you got to have those awkward conversations that would be easier to avoid, but you got to get them out of the way in order to get on the same page. And keep the peace or however that looks yeah. like. So I know that's one of, like, I'm more and more and more I'm starting to use that as, like, a, in the back the of my peace. mind. Another guide rail? Yeah, another guide rail. What is the difference between a peacekeeper and a peacemaker? Uh, one's a conference for men that was done years ago. One carries no, a nine mil. The other one carries promise keepers. Oh my bad. Wasn't one wider? One carries one a nine carries, mil. One, the carries, other one carries a nine a 40. mil. <laughs> uh, no, the other than the other one carry. I mean, there's all sorts of weapon systems. A twenty-two. The peacemaker would carry. Peacekeeper would carry a nine mil. Peacemaker, <laughs> peacemaker carries carry. something a little bigger. <laughs> what is the difference between a peacemaker and a peacekeeper? I don't know the answer, but whatever it, the answer is, only one of them's called for in the Bible. Which one? Well, not called for. Blessed are the. Blessed are the I think they're kind of peacemakers. Mm-hmm. What's the Greek on that, Mister Greek? Like, are What's we? The Mr. Is that Mister more Greek-y? nuanced than we're giving it credit for? I think. I think they're in our fairly English language. Synonymous. Maybe the posture you have to take to get there. Well, while, like, while you're digging that up, I'll give you the the that. other couple verses that are my guide rails. One is that uh, the Jeremiah, I think it's in chapter 20, where he talks about how he wishes he could just shut up and not say anything, kind of live his own life and not have everybody hate him. But God's word, God's truth is like a fire burning in his bones. He just can't shut it up. So like on, on one side, I got that guardrail that says, speak clearly of your convictions. Don't try to bottle up God's word, God's truth. Make sure what you believe about Christ is known clearly to the world. But then on the other hand, there's uh, the other 
chapter in Jeremiah 17, 9, I think it is, the heart is corrupt. The heart, the is, heart deceitful is deceitful above all above else. And, and so, desperately So sick. on that other guardrail, I've got the intimate awareness that my own heart, if I allow that to take the pulpit and speak these so-called truths, which sometimes are truths but can be spoken harshly, if I allow that heart to run with it and corrupt the message, then I'm allowing myself to sidetrack the other direction of the road. And then in Micah, you know, popular verse, uh, seek justice, love mercy, walk humbly Six, with your eight, God. I believe. Six, okay. Like seeking justice is good and loving mercy is good, but the key to making both of those work is walking humbly with your God. So kind of having that humility and that awareness of my own my own corruption, if you will, on one side of the guardrail. And it's, it's kind of mimicking what you guys have said as well. It's just different verses. And then the other side of the guardrail, but there is truth that needs to be clearly spoken and finding somewhere in the middle how you can do all of that in love with the focus on Christ is kind of what keeps me pointed in the right direction. Well, and there's different can. like tactical approaches, right, depending upon... To that, what you're just saying, there's like different tactical approaches based upon who you're engaged with, right? Like, so if you're with brothers, like you've used the term brothers like a couple times tonight, right? You can do a more, I don't want to say confrontational, but you can be more direct, direct with your convictions, right? And speaking truth and wisdom when you're in the secular world, non-Christian, can you hold them accountable to your beliefs? So yeah. it's a little different. See, but non-Christians aren't attempting to live godly. And I, I have a. But they're attempting to call you out. I have a common denominator in my friendship with all of you in this room. I didn't like any of you when I first knew you. Yeah, I and I'm pretty sure the feeling was mostly mutual. Oh, there's but no one, mostly. One of the, we talked about it with you and me, Aaron, and you and me, Jared. But uh, Nick, when we first met, he was dating my now sister-in-law, Stacy. And I can't remember the exact context of the conversation, but something, some sort of conviction, like deeply seated conviction came up. And I don't remember if you said it to me or if you said it to Michelle, but I remember being in the room. And it, it kind of, for both me and Michelle, even though I didn't necessarily, I didn't know you well enough to know whether I respected you or not. I just didn't really like you. <laughs> but what you said was, what you said, like, good. How you said it, bad. It, it was as simple as that. Like, if I were to summarize all those verses <laughs> in a really simple statement, what you said, eh, might be good. How you said it, yeah, maybe not so much. So those guardrails. It, that was in your Bible thumping days, I think. Uh, I was definitely a little less tactful, if you can imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> when was, what year was this? When did you get married? Uh, it would have been about 2004 or five, somewhere oh, yeah. in that ballpark. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me have Bible. Yeah. You in trouble. It, it's taken me a few years to find that uh, <laughs> importance of humility. I I can sit over here and say that because I am so much <laughs> the same. <laughs> would you ever? This is an honest question. Back then, would you have viewed, viewed me the same way, as as Bible thumping and making sure everybody knows about it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was, especially, but it was to hide my own especially in mess. okay. Four years before that, right around the the cusp of end of middle school, early high school, uh -huh. 
I felt like you were more religious than I was, more of a Bible thumper than I was, okay. and I di- that's when I didn't like you. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, I was I was the epitome of hypocrisy. Aren't we all? But nobody yeah. knew it. I mean, <laughs> well, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> <We're not honest. laughs> I love it when people are like, "I can't go to church; you're full of hypocrites." I'm like, "That's why everybody needs to go to church." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're 100 percent right. It is. I love yeah. the guy that gets out yeah. of the baptism no. and he's like, "You need some extra chlorine in there." Yes. So. We've got kind of summarized what godly living means, kind of some of the guardrails that we put up. I guess the last question I wanted to just spend some time on is like, why is it important? Why is it worth it to have these discussions amongst brothers, with our wives, with our children, with the people around us? Why does it even matter? Like, what's your motivator? You're driving. Because it's like an escalator. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. He's like, it's no, no, like, no, 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 learn anything then you're going backwards it's a good analogy in that that respect if you think well i have this all figured out like we can figure out parts of it and we get a little bit of it here and a little bit of it there but if we ever become truly static in what we believe then we're in trouble because then like we're not developing we're not living out the fruits of the spirit we're not living in the, we we're have, not we we're not made, walking humbly we, if we have ever made the react. things of god finite because at that point we have made yeah. the things of God. It's like if you have a God that you can understand, it's not God. Yeah. Like I mean, we can understand a little bit of it and this part and that part and that part, and we can start to put it together, but we're never going to well, that's fully the grasp the whole up. thing. But they're well, not here to defend themselves. Well, like what's the Great Commission too, right? Like if we're out not, oh, sorry, if we're not making disciples kind of of the world, whether that's at our home with our kids or with yeah. our wives or whatever, then we're not doing what being called to do is one and then second as men we're the ones that get judged right like bible clearly says that as the men as the husbands we are the one that gets judged so Who like god called to in the garden really weird he didn't say eve that. where you, where are you he didn't say satan get away from my kids he said adam what did you do well i just so, yeah. Sorry, I'm supporting. Thank you, I appreciate it. With that. strange tone. Sorry. That's great. I appreciate it. I've been I waiting appreciate for this your moment. I was waiting for you to do that for me. <laughs> but no, I mean, as like dads and as the husbands, right? We're, we're, we're the ones that get judged. So if we aren't living out the life that. So our wives don't get judged? Not the same way we do. Not, not in the Bible. Be holy. Be holy. That's hefty. Be perfect, therefore, as I am perfect. That was one that hit me real hard a few years ago, and I'm like, but, but through but, the but, lens, but. <laughs> through the lens of Romans eight, the law of law of the spirit of life to set you free in Christ from the law of sin and death. Again, that does not mean well. Good. 
it's all taken care of so you can do whatever you want I think it's I mean and if you read that it's like we're forgiven like it never happened so it's right. not that we did something and we're forgiven for it it's we're forgiven as if it never happened at all I will, but we can't I will forget your sin as far as the east is from the west so far has he taken our sin from us yeah but wretched man that I am who will deliver me uh, how do you figure that crap out? I don't know. I was going to ask, like, what's the practical, like, application? Be holy. Just, are we, just are, do did it. Did you just end it again? Just is this do the, the it. Practical, the practical application of this entire conversation? No, like, what is, so, like, the question is, like, how do you, what does it look like to live a godly life? Right, that's the ori original question, but mm -hmm. what path does that go down? Okay, so how then do we do that? So what's the practical application? Like, How what are things that we, we can do? Live? Oh, that was a good. That's a good study. Yeah. I've never done it. I just like to go. Eh, whatever. Shut you're. up. Is I know a, the title. Is that a title. book or something? Like Francis yeah, Schaefer. Uh, yeah, Francis Schaefer. Labry. Yeah. It's one of the books they gave me to do in my one semester of Bible classes that I never read. Oh, I never which is also it. why I, think, I got a D. <laughs> I, th I think you'd appreciate it. I have it. You might. I have it as well. I probably still have it from you, twenty years you ago. Might, you might appreciate. I it. might. There's a but lot there, of things there's I actually, appreciate. There's maybe. actually he did a he did a video series of that. yeah. You might appreciate that a little more. So what you guys got for closers? Closers. We're closing already. Holy crap, dude! That's like the shortest episode ever. That's all right. I feel like we got good content. We don't have to stretch it just to stretch it. What if Unless we had other things we wanted to talk about? What if we about? wanted to, talk more if we wanted to move on? Day. Like, I, I agree that we have wrapped up that conversation, but what if we had other conversations? You know, sometimes I wish this was live so we could ask, like, real-time audience opinion. Be like, should we keep going? And people would be like, shut up, I'm all done. But they'd be well, like, yes, Jared has more to Aaron, say. Aaron, if this yes, was live, we would again. see our audience live, and we would <clears> just <throat> stop. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, live streaming. We can't, you don't necessarily see your audience when you're live streaming. You see how many people are watching. Oh, see how many people, yeah. We <laughs> so when it's zero, would you keep going? <laughs> exactly. I mean, when it hits exactly. zero. We'd be like, oh, everybody ducked out to tuck their kids in bed that we didn't think about, but we feel like nobody's listening until we're done. <laughs> That's kind of gracious. Yeah, <laughs> Jared, they just ducked out to tuck in kids. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be back. Let's wait for that. Jared's like, I have so much more to give. <laughs> Because that's totally Jared. That's me. <laughs> you caught the tater. <laughs> so what was with your operational tater. defiance then coming in here? Well, I was like everything I said. I was against everything that was going on. Even Joe. God, he's against godly living tonight. That's I was against, what I was, Well, I was just everything that came up. I was like, no, no, no. I, never mind. I, it was. You'll have to listen again. And listen. Okay, Aaron said o, ODD. Listen to the first five minutes ago. Yeah, he was kind of oppositional the whole mm. time, but it it settled out. I'm good. Now it's just ADD. So, <laughs> that being said, I fo do you want to just close it down, or can we move on to another topic? Or are you guys? We oh, can, I'm fine. We can move I think on we should talk want. about closing it down some more. I mean, I think we should. Well, really see, throw that I out. was trying to not give this the Michigan goodbye. I. Felt like we reached a decent conclusion the heck is for a, a Michigan topic. Michigan goodbye, dude. You've never the Midwestern, yeah, Midwestern. Okay, goodbye. or Midwestern okay. goodbye. It's like, hey, gotta go now. See you later. You move towards the door, but not to the door. You have then another like, five minute see, conversation. But that's not Midwest. Then that's you said, all right, yeah, no. kids, time to go. And then you get I, your sh shut up. 
You get your shoes on, and then you're like, all right, see you later, and then you talk for another five minutes. Then you put your hand on the door, and, you talk for and you're slowly five. opening the door, talking for another five yes, minutes. Yes, goodbye takes an hour. No, I lived in not North at my Car- house. At I my house, if it's 10 for- o'clock, I'm like, hey, you guys can go. Bye. Is Arizona like that? Is Arizona like that? Uh, I have been called out for being the worst person to leave a meeting or a call because I keep it going on and on and on and on. See, so I was just, trying to well, avoid you're, that. You're from where? Well, I've lived all over, but I was in Michigan He's from, from Michigan. like fourth grade on. So, okay. yeah. yes. Lived in North Carolina for four years. It is just like that in North Carolina. That's the South. They're worse than we are. Okay, so you can't say it's a Michigan thing. You know what? That's my point. You just proved my point. Michigan no. thing, South Carolina thing. I was trying to avoid the oh, long, awkward goodbye Michi- on a topic that had been reasonably Michigan, well wrapped Michigan up. Michigan weather whiplash? Can I move Not on to a different Move topic. on, please, Jared. <laughs> I went to our regional <laughs> conference yesterday. Yeah. That was You a both are not going to be able to come back to the Wesleyan Church. Why? So they not going to be able to? I mean, you could if you wanted to. You're not going to come back. Oh, I, was, I, was gonna, I mean, you what could. rules changed that make Wait, it so we happened? can't? <laughs> oh, nothing. They were just reaffirmed and asserted their belief in women pastors and things of that nature. So you guys are out. Oh. Wait, so you're pro or against women pastors? Then? I am on the fence. I am. <laughs> I am. Uh, it's more nuanced. For it's sure. more nuanced for sure. Um, I yeah, am of the, the opinion that a woman should not teach or be in authority. Unless it's children ministry, and then it's okay because we don't want to do over that. Over a man. But children is okay. And, so children can, and the way I read that one, I see in the, the reason I'm on the fence on that are we one. Gonna, are, do we, are we going to go here? No, 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 no. I, this I'm is not where I wanted to, to go. You, you I'm just explaining it. it to Nick. I just chuckled when... Explain it to Nick after on the podcast. The people don't care right now. This is not the topic that the people are listening well, to. Well, I'm explaining it to him anyway because Paul usually is really clear and concise in his commands on do this, don't do that. And this is one of the very rare instances in any of his letters to the epistles. He says, as for me, I do not allow a woman but to teach or have authority over But he follows it up with... What? He follows it up with a reason, and the reason hasn't changed. What was the reason? But he for also said... For woman was deceived first and then man. Yes, but he says, as, as for, for me. me. And for me, that gives enough gray that Paul is breaking from his norm of... This is inspired, clearly, doctrinally, right or wrong. And he's taking a break from that saying, and as for me, he's saying this among these authoritative things that I am writing, this is my strongly worded opinion that a woman should not teach or have authority over men. And that break between do this, don't do that, transitioning for... As for me, do we want? Do we want to great. do this? Do, I will shut up. I'll shut up. I'll shut up this. now as well. That was not the point of what I was trying to say. If Nick is interested in this as conversation, as much as I want to talk, I, I am, will shut up. Listen, <laughs> if Nick is interested in this conversation, I don't mind having it. He's like, move on. Very good. <laughs> okay. No, I mean, like, totally. We can have the conversation. I'm just. I'm gonna, <laughs> I don't mind it. That's not where yeah. I was going. Anyway. So there was that. There was I found out that at general conference, so the way that the Wesleyan denomination works, there's a general conference which would be the whole North American, whatever. They had somebody nominate from the floor or uh, to move from the floor to strike out uh, prohibitions on alcohol in the Wesleyan denomination, and it failed by 16 votes to get the two thirds to 16 out of like several hundred, like six seven hundred. Oh. So you're saying to be a member? You to be a member, you have to the Wesleyan Church would be, it's a dry, you it's have a dry to denomination. Okay. Yes. That I won't, yeah. 
So, so then, yeah, he's not. And like it was yeah. it was interesting because the first guy that they said one of the first guys that came up to to orally argue for because it's had a an beer op- in his it's hand. an open mic <laughs> and he came up and he said I hate alcohol I hate everything alcohol stands for and I hate what it does to families I cannot see a biblical mandate for outlawing alcohol I will vote to further this this amendment to the Constitution I'm like oh snap it's failed by 16 votes we had a vote on uh, one that did make it through general conferences going through like the worldwide whatever is on um, speaking in tongues and there was someone at the regional conference that spoke in tongues and there was an interpreter it was a different experience for me so that was kind of and but like the, what did your blood pressure hit during it that didn't time period? really oh it was fine i, I mean some good drugs no, I, <laughs> it's not like i was like i mean not alcohol anything. though not alcohol not alcohol not yet that's still that's still it's no bueno no bueno <laughs> no bueno but it was just interesting because the the denomination is taking a deliberate step to, like, with the the moving of the Holy Spirit thing, there was a lot of people coming up saying, "Well, you you know, how do we find that? How do you control that? How do you do this? How do you do that?" And you had people coming up like, "It's clearly in Scripture." So just because we don't understand it, you can't make it. If we're trying to be biblical, you can't say there's no place for it. Isn't there a spirit? Isn't that one of the spiritual gifts? And Drinking. No, speaking of oh, speaking of tongues, correct. Oh, sorry, but there are several. Denom- it is, it's, it's zero on the list. It's yeah. the one they don't mention. Yeah, ever. yeah. <laughs> I have to. I get a spirit of gift of drinking. <laughs> but, but just like they were, that was their argument. Like, if we're trying to be biblical, how else do you speak in tongues? <laughs> it is. There are several Protestant denominations that say that it would be, it was something that happened then, but can't happen now. So, Cessationists. Yes, which a lot of Protestant denominations are actually that. But yeah. it's um, it's interesting. And they our regional, you know, whatever, chair, whatever, mentioned that it was, they reaffirmed um, traditional marriage. And they were mentioning that a lot of those loosening up on other things was attempting to be biblical so that when they did draw those hard lines, there was nothing anybody could come back and say, well... Look at what you're. So wait, what was the whole issue with the speaking tense? Like, it's it was in the '60s and the '70s. There was a lot of hippie movements in the church, and there was a lot of like free. Uh, what was the name of them? There was there was a lot of movements that came in and were more free and open, and a lot of speaking in tongues, a lot of that kind of thing. And there was a reaction. Charismatic. charismatic. Par- yep. And there was a lot of reactions within more. Th- conservative denominations so they just made rules against speaking in tongues period oh okay so it was blasphemy essentially to speak correct in tongues in the so West you had church. people coming up reading the doctrines like how do you go from it is not okay under any situation to it is okay and then you had people like well this is scripture and so it's interesting just as that moves so my my question is after all, all of, that, of this, is all your trash setup, talk, multiple trash talk in a row equal speaking in tongues? <laughs> Mother, <laughs> hallelujah! Preach it. <laughs> as long as there are have, some cultures, no that, there are some cultures that would understand it more clearly. I where's, think. Where's the interpretation? As on long that as one? you have an I interpreter, think he's pissed off. So, what's your question, Jared? <laughs> Bureaucracy in the church. Oh. Wait a minute. What does that have to do with godly living? It doesn't. I, I, think, doesn't. He, I think he pivoted. We put a bow on that one and moved on. 
we had no practical application. But so we're couldn't. like totally shifting topics for the entire episode. For the rest of it. We can talk about more than one thing. I. This is on my mind right now. Jared okay. was like, right. I know Joe is a opener. short topic. Okay. This so is an opener. Ready. I was like, I'm waiting for the tie back into to godly living. I mean, we could, but I'm not going to. But okay. bureaucracy, denominations, all of this stuff, all of the bylaws, all of the different things, all yada, of the global. Yada, yada. Why is that necessary? Because yesterday I found a reason for the first time in my life. Actually, had a, not the first time, but actually had a fairly lengthy conversation with Joey and Caleb on the way back from our vacation yesterday. I don't know that I can move past about the, the necessity fact that of Jared, that that Jared, I, I don't care what anybody else has to say. I want to hear what Jared says. What? Like the fact that you found a rationale, a rationale. For church bureaucracy, presumably, reason presumably why all of the things, like I don't right? care what anybody Not else has to say right oh, now. Okay. So let's let just finish the, the yeah. six the six month opinion thing. Jared wants to tease out conversation, and Aaron's seconds. like, "Screw that! I want to hear Jared. I want to hear you guys' conversation." <laughs> nope. I'm I'm la 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 la. So in in the you can throw this at him. That's yeah. fine. I'm used to it. <laughs> so in in the whole the memorandum of. The speaking in tongues, that memorandum that we had to vote on. Okay. They were using the, what's it called, the, the, Rogers, the Rogers rules and basic. Robert's rules. Yeah, something like that. Just a basic etiquette for meetings. voting on things in meetings. So you had, you know, point of orders and things move, of that nature. I move, I second. I move, I second. And then, you know, do we have vote a voice vote? Hands, yeah. And I saw yesterday the first time a voice vote fail. Like, all those in favor say aye. Uh, all those in favor say no, no, and then you know there was a freeze. Like That's I don't not, know, which I don't one know was. what sounded <laughs> about the same. <laughs> so they had to move to a paper ballot. But you had two individuals who drew the process out, knowing they were going to lose. Like points of order, I call into question that point of order. I want a paper ballot. I want to, and we went through this process for an hour and a half. Just to get to one vote after, you know, this person came up and clearly said, well, you know, saying things like, well, I want you to answer what happens to me if I still disagree with this and it passes. And the guy's answer is like, it will be in the discipline. That's all I'm, well, am I going to get kicked out? It will be in the discipline. Like, you know, so th this bureaucracy. The, the discipline is like the formal code. The formal of code of in the Wesleyan Church yeah. and what. But without the bureaucracy of what we went through, the ability of those two people to throw a stink, what goes from an hour and a half, like it creates that formal, it's a management of... It seems like more due process than bureaucracy. Right. I guess yeah. when I think of bureaucracy, I think of like po political... But it is, of, because like the, the regional manager and the pastors that come on that board... the regional manager. And the... the the committees that all of these things go through from our general conference to our regional to our individual boards to the world denomination that all these different denominations have that's a bureaucracy but it all funnels down into that practical life application and if we didn't have that i don't see how a lot of this stuff stays organized well it's just like government if you're right, pro government is. you're not you know if you're anti government like when you get to a certain size yeah, you kind of need rules, right? <laughs> not right? E I mean, not even a certain size. We were talking <clears throat> to Joey and Caleb on the way back home from our trip, just 
yesterday? Was that yesterday? Yeah. Because we, we listened to a news thing and it provoked some conversation and then we start talking about taxes and government and rules and laws and Joey's just getting so frustrated and Caleb is too. They're like, we shouldn't have a government. I'm like, no, don't go that far. You, you sounded like a little anarchist. What's an anarchist? It's somebody who doesn't believe there should be any government and any rules. Or <laughs> I'm one of those. There should just be complete freedom. Like, yeah, I'm an anarchist. But like, well, let's think about it, buddy. And so we started talking about things and we even used some of the things that happened on family vacation. Like, as soon as you have more than one person in a room, yeah. as, as soon as there's more than one, it's not when your group reaches a dozen or two dozen or a hundred, it's more than one person, you have to figure out a way to live with each other. And to live with each other, you have to establish certain expectations and boundaries and rules. And eventually you come up with a bureaucracy. As we're trying to explain them, like even scripture, Paul says the government is good for punishing sinners. Like it, it has its place. And the idea of government and bureaucracy isn't bad. It's when corrupt hearts take control of that right. government or that bureaucracy that makes it bad. So like you need to move from anarchist to libertarian where yeah. I am. <laughs> Which I've always been I've always been of that At the opinion. Center. Yeah. <laughs> I've always been of that opinion of like a civilian government and governments in general, but as far as the church goes, I've always been like a let each church f- walk their own way and a lot of the denominations have been really frustrating to me. Like this that interplay of So is it so do you appreciate Robert's rules or do you appreci- appreciate hierarchical church organization? Both. Both. Because that hierarchy was in, in, in this situation and in these things, I think they're trying to move to something they view as biblical, like honestly moving toward it. And they have no skin in the game. Like there's no outcry. There's no like this has to happen. There's no political pressure. This is, a, this is something we see is where we're inconsistent in what we're saying. So we're trying to, they're going through all this headache. Course correct, kind of. Course correct, yeah. Okay. An unsolicited course correction. And is there a reason that that's better to do well, it globally than locally? For sure. Like can't, okay, can't your local body have that same conversation and decide? I think it makes now, again, it a I, lot easier. I have, yeah. I, I, am, I, am, I am split on congregational versus I don't, uh, denominational or no, pre, pre, I think universal. technically the term the term would be Presbyterian, but we've used that as a denomination, so that word doesn't work anymore. But yeah, local versus global. Yep. But another <clears throat> part of this is that like uh, this new region that we're a part of, because this region is brand new. Mm-hmm. Like the North Michigan district that we're a part of is a lot of really small rural white churches. And now they're getting pulled into this bigger region and we're going to a meeting that's instead of, you know, 60 people and pastors and such or like 150 or at 700 and it's very multicultural and it's very. So it's like this bureaucracy is pulling and it's the same thing with the urban. They're now having to deal with these really small rural churches, you know, that they have never had to deal with before. Mm -hmm. So it's just like it was an instance where. I'm like looking around the room at all these different people that are gathered and the bureaucracy is forcing them to deal with each other instead of letting them all just drift apart, which bureaucracies can let it do. And it, it does go back to leadership and stuff. But I've just, as far as the church goes, I've always like, like screw the bureaucracy. You've always been in favor of local congregations yeah. being in charge of their own things. Yeah. So Jared is going from a spiritual federalist 
You're going from a spiritual libertarian to a spiritual federalist. I'm saying I see the benefit now. Got you. He's going, he's going federalist. I, I see the big benefit government, big government simply scary. from the way we appear to the world. Because somebody who's not a believer and... You know, if they want to find faults with the church, they're going to find them no matter how it's structured. But can we eliminate any? But I think there's tremendous value in large groups of people agreeing. Like, that's one thing I still admire about the Roman Catholic Church. I may not agree with them on every point theologically, but the fact that they have, like, a worldwide governing body who votes in somebody who kind of speaks on behalf of them but isn't solely authoritative, well... Technically, if he speaks ex cathedra, they still say you. Which hasn't happened. They haven't done that in a long time. But, like, I find it admirable that they are at least on paper and by constitution or bureaucracy united. Yeah. Um, Whereas a lot of the Protestant church is frustrating how quickly they're willing to divide. Yeah. Over small things. Yeah. Like, I don't like the renovation that we're doing, so I'm going to go to a different church. Yeah. Yeah. It's so difficult, though, because at, at what point do you draw the line? You know, you go into a church and all of a sudden something happens. That you just, it's not right in your spirit. It's wrong. They're teaching something that, that's, that's straight up a heresy. What do you do? Well, I'm going to stay here for Christian unity's sake. I, I don't think it's for Christian unity's sake. I think if you do it for that reason you're on the wrong track but I think if you stay wrong there for re- I think if you stay there for restoration's sake it's noble to stay there I just it, it's it's catch 22 it's yes right, looking back at the early church did these people have the option to just jump from one church to another they didn't this no. where we talked about we talked with Mose and Richard and you know Amish it's like you, church is that's all you got so you reconcile or you pick up your entire life. And so our consumer mentality definitely probably feeds into it. But it's not just our consumer mentality because it started happening long before church in America. But yeah. 1517. Woo-woo. Is that when the Protestant Reformation started? That's Martin Luther, yeah, Martin Luther nailed the theses. Nailed the ninety nine theses. Ninety nine. Door of the Wittenberg Castle Church. What do you think about that, Nick? You look somewhat contemplative. So the church that I go to is like a considered a mega church in Mm -hmm. Phoenix, and it's like it's a city unto itself. It's it's huge, but we're non denominational. Yeah. So I think one of the things that they say is like in I can't think of like what I'm I'm gonna just butcher this saying too, but it's like in all like in there's like three kind of. Phrases and I'm trying to and I'm doing a terrible job at this. I should probably look this up, but it's essentially like in the Bible we're gonna have unity. Mm-hmm. Anything outside of the Bible, we're gonna have liberty, right? And that's how it's gonna be at the end of the day. So it's it's just the fact that we're using our our book, the Bible, as our rock. And then if there's things that are outside of that, hey, we can agree to disagree, but yeah. This is where we're going to have our unity. Well, there's a lot of things in that Bible, too, that we have. I mean, a lot of Abs- those splits. Absolutes, we... absolutes, convictions, and absolutes, convictions, and preferences are yeah. the way some, some break it down. Because mm. that's tricky, too, because I, I told somebody in our Sunday school class, they were like, well, you know, this is, you know, tapping on their Bible. This is my, this is, this is where I get my rules. And I'm like, yeah, but every single denomination everywhere that you, you know, 
disagree with every week is doing this. Everybody's doing that. Everybody's everybody's thumping the, the Bible and saying, this is where I get my truth. Everybody's saying that. Like every Christian denomination is saying that. So it's a little more complicated than just... That's where I get my stuff. Thump, 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 thump. Right. Yeah. And so I think... I think it needs to be framed in terms of Christian unity that 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 is the unity and that the, the disagreements again it's a posture of humility that says you know like I, I talked with Moe's we were talking in the truck two days ago um, who's Moe's? Uh, he was a he guest we had Amish on 2.0. he's an Amish guy Oh, the other Amish guy? Yeah. Amish 2.0, yeah. Okay. The episode went live, right? Yep. Sweet. Um, <clears throat> he's trying to figure out how to put it on their, like, Amish podcast system. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's like this dial-in number. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I, I wish I was kidding. They, they pick up the phone. What? So it's it, like a really long answering machine message? Yes. That he just puts yeah. it on, essentially? Like, there's hour, hour and 15-minute message. Like, preachers will be on there, and they call this number, and there's, like, what? this whole book of... Like extension okay, so and so to get this message. Exactly. That is freaking sweet. Exactly. <laughs> it's Amish podcast. And it will sit there and put the speakerphone on in their in their deal. Oh the ingenuity oh, of legalists. Oh so this I mean, like like he's got we're we're driving down to um we're driving down to Missouri last time. He's like, Oh, you gotta hear this message from the pastor. And he picks up my phone. I'm like you listen to what you miss you listen to podcasts or something? He said, No, 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 hang on. And he starts dialing his phone number. What's the phone number? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute, okay, so I, mean, I need this number. Maybe he's right calling now. a friend to find out what the website is or whatever. <laughs> he calls and says, Thank you for calling blah 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 blah. And, um, press one for and he start and he just starts mashing buttons. He doesn't even wait for the props anymore. He just pushes <laughs> Episode one six eight three four. Michael Yoder teaching on Romans seven thirteen through twenty five. No shit. Pl- press one to play. Press two to pause. Press three to rewind. Press four to. That is the best <laughs> thing I've heard all week. It's on the phone, and so I got it connected. Got it connected through the Bluetooth on the truck, and so he said, "Did you, say, did you a... save the number? Because it's I in didn't. your phone, right? I didn't. It's How in long phone. Is, is it still in your phone? He just has no, to go like back through recent calls. Oh. And... Dude, try every this. recent call that you didn't say. I need this right now. I need this in my oh, life. Oh, I'll bet there's a hundred of them or more. I know you run a business, but I still want you to do it. Find this number for us. I All think right, the right. Amish start with one six 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 dash. Okay, June 9th. I, I don't know. Just start. I don't know what's going on, man. Call this every is, single one of them. This is my calls on June. Call 9th. every oh, single one. Call I, I every average, single one until you get it. I, About what time was it? I average forty <laughs> calls a day. I would. So you myself. only have to go through forty calls. Yeah. There were a I lot don't of those. Remember what that were day it numbered. was? It was like a month and a half. Two. Let's see. When did we go? April. We went. See, in you're April. narrowing it down. Scroll on back. Scroll on, Aaron. And it's probably a long one. It was an hour long. I'm sure. What, what do you? What's your hourly that you bill at? Depends. Give or take. For what? Do you pa- want paperwork? I, I, he might not want to say paperwork. this online right now. Paperwork. If I just need you to fill out paperwork for me, hundred, hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I bet you could find that number in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
on Monday. Considering you can just fire him if he doesn't. I'm just going to call Moe's. I'm just going to call Moe's. I'm going to tell him Moe's. So we're trying to figure out Did how he get to, to listen to it? We're trying to figure out how to get the episode onto that thing. And I, he doesn't know, so he's chasing it down. Are you sure you don't want him booted from their community? <laughs> Jared didn't use any trash words. I didn't use, use any trash words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll have to go through <laughs> Only it. that episode. <laughs> Only that episode will get, we'll get loaded on there. But, um, but it's yeah, it's, here he is listening to Amish podcast driving down the road. <laughs> they will. They'll put their speakerphone on in their office and then be working away. And How's that for bureaucracy for you, Jared? <laughs> there is hope for the world. <laughs> I'm good with it. <laughs> That's the greatest thing I've heard all week. That just made my day. <laughs> Oh, so anyway, what were we talking about? That was it. That was it. Bureaucracies. Bureaucracies. They do have their place. I saw one work yesterday. First time for everything. But then, like in my mind, it's juxtaposed against what the SBC is going through right now. And in some ways, it's still Southern Baptist Convention. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because of the the sex scandal and all that other stuff. Yeah, I haven't been paying attention. Oh, okay. Well, even even though one of my... Slowly, but, but the cool thing though is that they initiated it. They, they said we suspect this. Somebody investigate us. They found something. Well, and now, from what I understand, Russell they are Moore, attempting to be repented of it. Russell Moore initiated it. He got fired because he's too woke. But then, when this executive committee that had been hiding a, they for years and years have been telling everyone that it's they can't make a list of sex offenders. They can't do all this because they're SBC. They had a database of 700 and some names that they never acted on. Ooh. Yeah. 700 like, and some names of, of, of perpetrators sex or that were suspected. working in or had been working in the SBC at an SBC church. So they were directly going against what they said they couldn't do, couldn't do, no way to do this, can't they, hold this accountable. So and their wait, reasons wait, so, were... Okay, let me back up. You guys don't know anything about this, do you? Okay, so... Very, very limited. They had... They had hired people who were registered sex offenders. And or there said, had been incidents at the church that had been brought to this executive committee, which oversaw these things for the SBC. And they had been working for the SBC, but the SBC said, no, we don't have any of those working for us. They were, they were saying they could, they could not form a database. It was not in their power to do these things because each independent, each Southern Baptist church is independent. That's why they call it the Southern Baptist Convention. So it's they not, said, we can't have a database, and they had a database. <clears throat> yes. The, oh, this, okay. This committee did. And the whole time, so the way this bureaucracy was working, they were for years, decades, taking these people that were calling them and saying, I was abused by so-and-so, I was abused by such-and-such, not and acting at it. creating a database. Creating a database. And not reporting anything. Protecting the nomination, while at the same time, the SBC is one of the most vocal, like, culture-warring denominations they, they are out there headed that direction but in the same instance you can't do so russell moore was the leader of the sbc and was pretty much fired for being too woke because he would whatever that's supposed to mean and he was the one that initiated this investigation so he said wait a minute what's going on here and there was other things going on i mean that's not the, but yes so this independent group did this incivation the ex the the executive committee that was under inv- investigation tried to take the investig- they tried to reframe it so that that investigation never saw the light of day, mm. and the SBC convention mm. voted against it. So the body turned around and said, no, we're going to see that. Okay, so a committee really screwed the pooch. 
for but decades. the collection of churches that is the convention said, "No, you're going to we're going to see that." Okay, all right. And it came to light. So again, this bureaucracy. We need this group of we need bureaucracy to live with each other. But at the same point, it was failing, and part of it still carried through and did and what it was supposed it. to do. And now they're going. This is all you know, developing stories. So this is still going on. Like hmm. what? It's just, it's just interesting. It's who knew and who did. You know? Oh, they know who knew. So now what do you do with it? And that same, like they had this, this executive committee that same, had the you same lawyer since like. You mandated reporters and you slap people who are not mandated yeah. reporters on the list, on it's the just, wrist. It's just interesting. Like just looking at church bureaucracies and how they work. Oh, it's just interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Or you have the Ravi Zacharias, that whole bureaucracy, how that one just completely failed. Like, there was nothing that saved that one. And, like, the Catholic Church. They've had multiple issues on that. Do you hear what the Archbishop of uh, whatever diocese it is out in California did? No. He excommunicated Nancy Pelosi from communion. Yes. Yes. Because? Because her position on abortion. She keeps saying specifically, I'm a Catholic. But I support abortion, a woman's right to choose, and I guess the, uh, the archbishop of her diocese tried reaching out to her to biblically like rebuke her mm-hmm. personally, but her and her office refused to return his messages, so he released the rebuke publicly and said, you may not take communion in the church anymore yeah. until you repent. Mm-hmm. I was like, go Catholic Church. Yeah. <laughs> but in the past, that exact same... Has, has anybody... The Catholic has... Church... Is they, they in shut official state too, didn't they? Uh, they haven't taken him his right away from communion yet. I think he's part of a diocese that's a little bit more liberal. So mm, that's another thing in the bureaucracy is that the Catholic Church worldwide <clears throat> still says abortion is wrong, and they they even say birth control is wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> um, oh, yeah. So they take it as far as they possibly can as a universal Catholic Church. But then there are those local dioceses around the world, when and around works, the nation, when it doesn't. Yeah. And all the people that get crushed or lifted up in the process. So it's bu- so bureaucracy can work. Can work. And That's why can fail. I don't know. I think it kind of <clears throat> has to work. Like I don't know that it is like it can fail. It shouldn't fail. Like it kind of has to work. You know what I mean? Like when you when you've got two people in a room, and if you don't have any kind of bureaucracy, right, you have right. chaos, right? Yeah, right so right. like, right. and then you got a hundred murders, and yeah. then yeah. Right, so right. and they're right. hypothetical. No, yeah, hypothetical. <laughs> yeah, how do you how do you murder a hundred people with two people in a room? I'm still. This podcast went all over the place. Well, this could be a fun title. You kill the first one, then somebody else enters, and then it's like, a, and then still you still only have two, two because one's dead. Uh, right. But you go. I mean, it takes a while. But... It takes a while. <laughs> like you figured this out already. No. Yet. <laughs> Nick, what were you saying? No, I was just thinking like so in that Catholic Church situation with Nancy Pelosi, right? Like so they were hanging their hat on abortion in that scenario. But like, how many other sins do people like? Right? Yeah. Commit on a daily yeah. basis where they should go. But again, yeah, years, you should probably should be taking time out. I, there's another po- senator, I believe, time. in the over on the Eastern Seaboard who's been excommunicated from Catholic communion for like 17 years. But here's the here's here's the thing is, um, it goes back to that: Do you abhor sin? 
if there were other sins that people were committing, they weren't necessarily broadcasting their Catholicism and support of their sinful behavior. The issue is that she is broadcasting her support of sin. Sin, got it. Got it, got it, got it. Not that she is having an abortion, but that she is broadcasting heresy and broadcasting support for evil. So is it because that's, like she's that's, broadcasting? That's why like, she, sh- in my she, opinion, she's intentionally she, making the association, intentionally, repeatedly saying, "I'm Catholic and I support abortion." And 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 in my opinion, the broadcasting um, friendship with the world and sin, as about as as was it Jesus or Paul or probably one of them odds are in that favor um friendship with the world is enmity with god right so in my opinion that is the reason abortion isn't the reason claiming to be catholic isn't the reason joining the two and broadcasting it and not abhorring sin in your heart should be the reason for excommunication and barring from should be i bet you that guy was just like Kick rocks, because <laughs> you're now associating us to right, yeah, abortion, right, yeah. not the fact we are that you didn't go stand. this deep. I'm right. Well, yeah. maybe he did. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. It took him a long time to get to that point because she's been taking this position for a long time. So I can't help but think that he took into account a lot of the reasons and ramifications and didn't just treat it flippantly. But I don't know his heart. So, well, and who you know, who knows how long he reached out to her. <clears throat> or did he get political pressure recently that he couldn't ignore and then had to take action? Right. Considering the district he's part of, I doubt that was much of it. Yeah. <laughs> At least, like, political. Was it in her sense. district? Was it in her area? It would, yeah, have because to be. it would have to be in order for him to be in charge of so, whether okay. she can or not. Yeah. You can't just have a bishop from the other side of the country. I was kind of yeah. like, uh... Yeah. It'd have to be the pope. Or a cardinal, I believe. I don't know how... Perfect. That would make sense, a pope or a cardinal. To, I don't know the hierarchical structure. But I don't. Of, I don't. I know think a cardinal is over. Yeah, a but if it's management, you had somebody calling him, going, "Bro, <laughs> bro. making us look bad over here." Like, who's that? Get your house in order. <laughs> but it wouldn't be the pope because the pope is one of the more liberal popes they've had in a long oh, time. Oh yeah. Yeah, but he's fairly firm on abortion. Oh really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's uh, looser on some other things, but. See, now we can close. Oh, yeah, now that Jared's had his way, we can close. Does anybody else have any topics they want to talk about? You know, I was kind of thinking the other day about women in ministry. (laughs) (laughs) I actually chuckled when uh, that guy said that in that meeting yesterday. What did he say? He made a point. He kind of stuck his foot in his mouth because it's not like an open and shut case in all of the Wesleyan Church. But Mm -hmm. he said, uh, if, if you're looking for a pastor and you're not willing to um, consider a woman pastor filling your lead pastor position, then maybe the Wesleyan Church is not the place for you. Hmm. And I was like, oh, that's pretty strong. I mean, it is in the discipline, so yeah. it's a fair <laughs> statement. Yeah. I'm not a Wesleyan. <laughs> <laughs> but I chuckled when he said that. I'm like, <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> On our guide, it's left. a good place for us to land. Um, that was it. I was ready to land the plane earlier, but okay. you took over, so you landed. Okay. Well, does anybody got any closers? 
I just want to confirm that Aaron's a chauvinist. Yes. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. And pretty I'm much. contemplating it. Misogynist. He's, con- he's contemplating <laughs> I prefer the term misogynist. Gotcha. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> I mean, that's... I wouldn't want to offend you, so yeah, sorry. I, I, use that term I want to get your, your pronouns correct That's why I want to make that clear. Misogynist. <laughs> I get the pronouns right. I'm not a chauvinist. I'm a hardcore misogynist. What's the difference? What was your... Because it starts with an <laughs> What's your nice wife's number again? It's an S-E or an S-H. 555. Interestingly enough, my wife and I are in agreement on this issue. Oh, there you go. See? There are women for biblical... There are women misogynists? Yeah, they're called feminists. Oh, right. No, yeah. All right. Oh, excuse me, feminazis. Anyway, um, closing thoughts. It goes back to the condition of your heart. And in concept, the Orthodox Presbyterians have a good question in their profession of faith Do you abhor sin? Do you abhor sin? Do you want to put to death sin in your life? And I think there are really easy ways to see from the outside if that is the case. That's my closer. Cool. Anybody else? Nick? No. Parting words? No parting words. I don't have as much wisdom to depart on. Oh, come on. I got nothing. No, please, we're ending it. Uh, Thank you for listening to the Undignified Christianity Podcast. Email us at undignifiedchristianity at gmail.com.